I wish I could put my fists through this whole lousy, beautiful town. Hello, and welcome to Lousy Beautiful Town, where we like to scream about Star Wars and put our fists through things. I'm your host, Abby, and I'm joined by your other beautiful, talented, wonderful host, Jess. Hi. <laughs> I was expecting that. You know, we've been having a day, so I figured you could use a little bit of love. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I feel so welcomed. Oh, well, good. <laughs> it's your podcast. You should feel welcome. <laughs> Yeah, but you're running the show today, so yeah, well, you know, I hijack it sometimes. Yeah, the the content is more in your wheelhouse than mine, so yeah. <laughs> we share things equally. It's a partnership. Yes, yes, we do. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, speaking of, I have no smooth. <laughs> I was like trying to find a smooth uh, segue, but. Speaking of partnerships, I guess, <laughs> we got some Star Wars news, finally. Um, first of all, for Celebration, we finally have a panel schedule, um, which has alleviated a lot of my anxiety. Yeah. I feel the same, but also I was kind of like, well, I'm probably going to wing it anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't, I don't know how crazy it's going to be with like lines and stuff like that. So Right. Well, and after like looking at it, I was like, okay, well, there's, there's a few that I definitely want to go to, and like none of them have panel lottos because I'm not trying yeah. to go to any of the big, big ones. Um, I think the only bigger one I want to try to get to is the Rebels Remembered. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, oh, and like the Star Wars, the Women of the Galaxy one, I feel like that'll be a one a difficult one to get into. Yeah, Amy's supposed to be on that one, right? Amy Reckless. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, I so I terribly want to go because <laughs> I want to tell her how much I appreciate her. <laughs> I adore her so yeah. much. This is a Amy Ratcliffe Stan podcast for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> we should try and get her to hang out with us one day. Yes, absolutely. Here. Yeah. Um, and then <clears throat> in the notes I wrote for my own self-indulgence that Hayden Christensen is going to be there, and I'm really excited about it. That's very exciting. I'm all about that too. Are you going to try and get an autograph or a photo? Mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> I looked into it. Um, it's, it's so expensive. Yeah. And I'm not the kind of girl who's got $200 to drop on an autograph. So yeah, I get it. Um, He's got to make his money, but <laughs> Oh, for sure. I doesn't, he lives like on a farm in Canada somewhere. He doesn't do like stuff like this all the time. Like no. he used to, you know, <laughs> Like, make some extra money on the side. Why not? Sign autographs yeah. for a couple days, you know? There you go. Why not? Feed his farm animals. <laughs> yeah, but he's so adorable. I really yeah. loved, like, all the love and and just, like, gratitude that he got at um, Orlando. He was at Orlando, right? Mm -hmm. was it Orlando? Yeah, he was at Orlando. It was just, like, so heartwarming to see him on stage, just, like, kind of a little overwhelmed. I don't know if he was overwhelmed from the attention in general or from the love. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd like to think it was a little of both. I think that's part um, of why I'm so excited that he's coming back is, like, he felt welcomed enough to yeah. be able to kind of start putting himself back into Star Wars if he wants. Dude, Ahmed Best is coming, too. I know. Which I'm so excited about if you haven't um he has a web series on YouTube mm -hmm. you haven't watched I didn't complete that sentence um, <laughs> he has a web series on YouTube where he just like 
it's like a, a vlog. He just kind of like talks about like his experiences um, with fandom and Star Wars, like during and shortly after the Phantom Menace was released. And they're pretty heavy. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely and they deal. He talks about like systemic issues with racism and and just Hollywood in general. And it's 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 good. It, I definitely teared up a few times watching. I think he has like four or five out. Maybe he has more now. I haven't checked in a while, but definitely recommend you go watch. Yes. If you haven't. And also like give all of your love to him if you see him at Celebration. Yes. Because <laughs> he so deserves glad it. He does. Absolutely. Other Star Wars stuff, The Mandalorian, um, <laughs> that's supposed to be a big panel. And I've heard people like speculate that maybe they'll give us the first well the people who are in the panels the first episode there Mm -hmm. because i think that's what they've done with like rebels in the past i don't know Mm -hmm. um but we got this awesome picture of taika watiti voicing possibly an ig droid yeah i was super stoked about this (laughs) i love how he i knew this was going to happen because he always has to be in his own stuff mm-hmm. like he's always in his own movies or his own shows or whatever and so I was like he's gonna be in this somehow and I'm glad it's gonna it's gonna be a good time <laughs> yeah and then there was the cool um Iron Mando helmet in the booth yeah. with him which yeah. um like my smart brain knew that John Favreau also directed Iron Man yeah but like my <laughs> dumbass brain like was like huh I don't get it oh So I have this exciting theory now that they're totally going to do a Marvel Star Wars crossover at some (laughs) point because John Boyega on the day that they wrapped filming got a gift. I think it was from JJ or Kathleen Kennedy. I can't remember. But he got the gift that was the Stormtrooper helmet. It was a Spider-Man themed Stormtrooper helmet. And I was like, oh my God. And then I saw this Mando helmet that was like Iron Man. I was like, they're totally going to do a crossover somehow. And it's going to be ridiculous. And I can't wait. I want Um, it. And I know. All the like super hardcore Star Wars fans are going to be so upset by it, and it just makes me so happy. <laughs> yes, cry babies, cry. <laughs> uh, I can't wait. Yes. Uh, we're also getting some new books, which is super exciting. Uh, one of which is Galaxy's Edge Black Spire, uh, written mm-hmm. by Delilah S. Dawson, who also wrote Phasma. And she wrote, did she write any other ones? Um, I think she has a short in uh from a certain point of view. Oh, okay. Also, yeah. I can't I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, which one it is. Um, but this is supposed to be about a wonderful character called V Marathi, who is like one of Leia's best spies. Um, yeah, she was in the Phasma novel. If you haven't yeah. read that, yeah, and she was awesome. And V is gonna give us some wonderful. Uh, black representation in Star Wars. Yeah, and she's on the freaking cover yes. of the novel, and she looks amazing. Yes, <laughs> with her hair. I love her hair. I know. It's blue, and I love her already. I want her to be my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She's also going to be ha- um, heavily featured in Galaxy's Edge as, like, a character walking around. Oh, really? Um. Yeah. So that's – I think that's – this is, like, a promo – like no, no novel novella I don't know exactly what it's supposed to be but it's supposed into to be it. for that so mm-hmm. super into it and then we also had another announcement from Del Rey that they are putting out an audio only book called Star Wars Dooku Jedi Lost by Kevin Scott 
Um, and the description was a new audio only book narrated by a full cast follows Asajj Ventress as she uncovers the Sith Lord's mysterious past. This sounds super interesting. Yeah. I love Dooku and Ventress and their very abusive, horrible relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm so fascinated by it. And I don't know if you've watched The Clone Wars or if you've read Dark Disciple, like there's just so much storytelling potential there. And this is going to be mm-hmm. really cool. Mm-hmm. And I love I love that it's an audio only uh, medium. That's really cool. I'm kind of curious what they're going to do for like hard of hearing people. I'm hoping they'll put out like a like a transcript at the least. Yeah. Like I understand that um, they don't want it to be like a book book, but like, yeah. you know, our deaf and hard of hearing friends want to be able to experience this too. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. Audio dramas. I feel like podcasting is like changing up the and, and audiobooks. Yeah. Like I cuz there's been a couple other announcements like a couple of my friends have been involved in audio dramas lately and I'm like this is becoming a thing again. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, so um I was talking to Chris, boyfriend of the pod, about this. Um <laughs> and he's he's not much of a book reader, but I told him about this. He's like, "I'd listen to it." I'm like, "Oh, yeah. shit." Okay. So, like, this could be a new medium to get other people who aren't necessarily interested in reading the books, but have some spare time driving around in their car to listen to Mm -hmm. this cool audio drama. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I'm not a big fan of all of the Star Wars audiobooks. Like, Mm. sometimes the voices get me. (laughs) Uh And the sound effects kind of scare me sometimes Mm because they have, like, ship noises in some of the novels and I'm like is that my car breaking down (laughs) like what is that um so I I've tried to do the Star Wars audiobooks I always try and then I always end up going back to print just because I'm like Mm -hmm. I can't handle this this is too weird sometimes you just need to have what's in your head visuals and like audio Mm -hmm. audio real uh, imagination I don't know whatever <laughs> <laughs> that's better in the long run than if you heard what someone is someone else is actually creating to um to make it sound like so <laughs> more enjoyable yeah okay so now we're gonna talk about this capital T thing um and for those of you who are not into spoilers or leaks um about episode nine you might want to skip ahead a little bit um, this isn't like plot detail, but I don't know. Some people aren't into this stuff. So let's talk about that poster leak. First of all, where is Rose? Yeah. I am grumpy. <laughs> that was the first thing I noticed. And it's just a weird ass poster. Yeah. It's like, not attractive. <laughs> it's super weird. What's with like the weird alien dude behind Finn and then like... <laughs> C-3PO has, like, the bandolier and the bowcaster from Chewie. Like, he also has Ray's staff. He does? Yes! I didn't even notice that. There's so many other weird things going on. like, why is 3PO, like, the pack mule? He's the caddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need to pull this toaster up really quick because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. There's, like, so many. I feel like Ray looks really great in it, Oh, though. yeah. But, see, that's the thing is, like, so a while back there was some other leaks regarding costumes and and from what I remember seeing from that like Ray, Finn, Poe and Naomi Aki's costumes are accurate to what was on the character sheet, like the mm. costume sheet. So I think that was a huge thing as to people as to why people were like, yeah, no this this has to be real. But I don't know. 
I don't know. I feel like there's too much off with it to be 100% <laughs> so real. <laughs> right? Like, we've got 3PO, the caddy. Um, <laughs> weird he alien. carrying race staff. Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> but we've got, like, all sorts of weird oh stuff God. like that. There's no Lando on the poster. And, like, I feel like they kind of, if they're including Lando, they're going to go in on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no Leia either. No. And it's which I mean, it, that kind of makes sense, but they could still. My thought was though, like if this is somehow in some way legit, it is kind of nice. Kind of going back to our conversation in episode two, it is kind of nice to see the centering on the sequel trilogy characters, um, yes. and not the OT characters. Yep, absolutely. Well, except for good old C three PO still there, <laughs> <laughs> and the Millennium Falcon's still there as a character. Chewie was there. The pack mule. <laughs> Oh, Chewie's there too. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so che- why is okay? So Chewie's wearing his bandolier and he has his bowcaster right there, but Rupio also has. <laughs> what the fuck is this? This can't be real. <laughs> this oh is my so God. weird. I guess some people were saying it's like for merch, or it's like it's it's fake. It's like photoshopped somehow. Like it's not a real poster. Yeah. So I I don't know. I hope it's not real because it's weird. Yeah, as fuck. I don't like it. <laughs> Zero out of ten would not look again. Please give us a better poster. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just more upset that Rose isn't there out of yeah. everything. If if it is in any way real or like, I think implying what this film is going to be about. If Rose is absent from it, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, <laughs> so. I'm going to be really. Yeah, I'll be really frustrated if Rose just kind of fades away into nothingness. Well, and I've been worried about that too because. Like, J.J. didn't create her. Right. Like, she was Ryan's creation. And I know, I mean, like, I know that Finn is going to get his due diligence, which makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. But also, Rose is really important, too. Not only to the fans, but just in general as right. a character, as a woman of color that's, like, on the big screen in, like, one of the biggest franchises in the world. And if she gets sidelined, it's going to be really upsetting. Right. <laughs> For many reasons. Um, I just hope if that does happen, she gets like her own show on Disney Plus or something like that to like make up for it, which might even be better because she'll just get a longer running, yeah. you know, way to have her story told. But I don't know. I, I I'm, it, This made me stressed for mm-hmm. that situation when I saw that because it was already a worry of mine. And then when I saw this, I was like, what? Yeah. But then it, it's a ridiculous poster. So I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess we'll just have to see next week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause they'll be releasing stuff. Yeah. Hopefully. And I'm, I might try, I might, I'm going to try not to judge super hard based on a possible trailer they give us. But like, I remember getting the last Jedi trailer and there was very minimal Finn and being really upset yeah. about it and like people and a lot of other people were really upset about it and tweeting at Ryan Johnson like where's Finn <laughs> hello yeah. like he, he's the main character and Ryan Johnson's like he's still very much so in this movie and like like I've said a, a, a number of times like Finn is relegated to a supporting character in his own trilogy in The Last Jedi so yeah. I'm gonna try not to be super judgmental of the trailer if like Rose is barely in it but it's usually pretty indicative of how much. Oh, I'm going to judge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I say it and I know I'm just going to be angry. I will for sure be angry. I can't help it. Yeah. I'm just. We're just balls of I'm anger. Sorry. <laughs> 
Um, this is what happens when you don't have people behind the scenes. Well, I mean, the, the movie isn't out yet. They're done filming, whatever. But, you know, if that is the case, this is what happens when you don't have people behind the scenes um, that have ever uh, experienced any kind of marginalization. Right. right. <laughs> it's not something they think about because they've never had to think about it. So Exactly. Just tell your good story. It's like, well, it's it's there's more to it than right. that. Right. You can you can have everything. You can have all of these things. Mm-hmm. You can have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yep. All right. So let's jump into this week's topic that I kind of came up with randomly the other day. Um, <laughs> I was in class and I don't even remember how it got brought up, but we started talking about like personality tests um in my grant proposal group and somebody brought up like enneagrams and um like the big five and then somebody brought up the myers-briggs type indicator and like that's one that's pretty that like a lot of people are pretty familiar with um Mm -hmm. i feel like it's used a lot in like career classes or sometimes even in jobs um yeah it's used in sales a lot for yeah. sure like I remember going over this in sales training oh really <laughs> oh yeah Interesting. um because uh you do like uh specialized um like your conversations are different based on who, who you know you're talking to interesting in sales yeah very interesting so what's going to be what's going to be more important to them um as far as like what you're talking about to to get them to buy something yeah <laughs> huh. yeah so yeah interesting mm-hmm. but yeah so we were talking about MBTI and then talking about like what type we are and stuff like that and then I was thinking hmm this could make a fun podcast episode where we talk about like what kind of personality type we have and then see if it fits for other Star Wars characters which yep (laughs) (laughs) we will get to you in a minute (laughs) yeah we will (laughs) oh my god Um, so why don't you explain like what this yeah, is yeah, sure. for those of us who don't fully understand. I mean, I know what it is, but sure. I, I don't know where it comes from. Sure. Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, I have a bachelor's in psychology, but I am a no, I'm no expert um, on personality psych. I was more developmental clinical psychology um, and personality psych is a huge topic. Like we could be here for years talking about it and going through different personality <laughs> tests. And we thought about doing more than one, but I think this is going to take up enough time. And the MBTI <laughs> is pretty well known. And it is, it is fun. It's fun. So yeah, it is fun. the MBTI uh, is short for Myers-Briggs Type Indicator. And the MBTI was created by Catherine Briggs and Isabel Myers, which is really cool because you don't get to hear a lot about women in psychology. It's always old white yeah. men. And Catherine and Isabel were mother-daughter duo. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And I didn't know this until I was doing a little bit of research, but it was developed during World War II to help women entering the industrial workforce for the first time to identify what kind of wartime jobs would be best for them based on their personality. So it was developed for women by women. Yeah. That's actually really cool. Yeah. <laughs> it fits our podcast style very well. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes. Um, so Briggs and Myers based their Um, theory of personality that there's 16 types of personalities off of a lot of Carl Jung's ideas Uh, Carl Jung was a neo-Freudian he was a protege of my least favorite person in the world Freud Um, (laughs) and Jung had well 
So Young had believed that there was 32 types of personalities, and I guess Briggs and Myers were like, mm, too many, half that, um, and came up with 16 types. But it's based on Young's idea that people have four principal psych, uh, psych functions, uh, sensation, intuition, feeling, and thinking. And the MBTI gets more complicated than that. But like I said, I'm not here to teach y'all personality psych. Like, I just want to talk about <laughs> Star Wars and, like, some personality stuff. Like, I already worked hard to get my degree. I don't need to do it again. So if you want to know more, <laughs> like, if you want to get more in-depth into it, I highly encourage it. But I think that's that's kind of, like, the basic you need to know. And also the fact that a ton of research has been done on the MBTI and it has all found that it's not super valid. Uh, <laughs> meaning that it doesn't always test what it's supposed to test. And it has, oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and it doesn't, you'll see why I'm excited in a right. second. <laughs> um, and it doesn't have a lot of good, it doesn't have very high test retest reliability, um, which means like you could take it and get one score. And then like maybe a few days later, take it again and get a different score. Um, so yeah. just maybe take it again in a few days. <laughs> well, I've taken it more than uh, once. And okay, this is... you're screwed. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but despite that, it's still fun. It's used, like Jess was saying, in sales a lot. And a lot of people tend to know it for the most part. So mm -hmm. with that being said, let's jump into what our MBTI types were. <laughs> Jess, do you want to go first? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> So I am an INTJ, and this is an architect type. That was like the title that it was given. This is all from um, 16personalities.com, by the way. We took our tests, and all this information is from there. So this is the quoted – I'm going to quote what this paragraph says because it is ridiculous. <laughs> and All right. It's lonely at the top, and being one of the rarest and most strategically capable personality types, architects know this all too well. Architects form just 2% of the population, and women of this personality type are especially rare, forming just 0.8% of the population. Hmm. Uh, it is often a challenge for them to find like-minded individuals who are able to keep up with their relentless intellectualism and chess-like maneuvering. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, be People with the architect personality type are imaginative yet decisive, ambitious yet private, amazingly curious, and they do not squander their energy. I feel like I embody some of that, but not all of that. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> um, so some of the key takeaways from this that are like, yes, this is me, are like um, the INTJ types are often given the title of bookworms as children. They're interested in things that like aren't very like childlike I guess they're interested in more like adult type things mm -hmm. I don't know but that was definitely me I was an only child until I was 12 years old and I was a bookworm mm -hmm. <laughs> getting in trouble at school for reading under my desk <laughs> and the other thing that really stood out to me is that a lot of um, INTJs are living within a paradox so for an example um, they're simultaneously the most starry-eyed idealist and the bitterest of cynics which, oh my God, that is me. <laughs> so you. Absolutely. Like, I am the most hopeful person ever, but I'm like, no, nah, that's bullshit. Like, <laughs> about everything. I'm always within this, like, paradox conflict zone, and um, I'm in therapy for a reason. <laughs> like, 
Um, the other thing too is INTJs pride themselves on their minds, which is very much like I've always prided myself like on on my intellect, on my my ability to communicate mm. what I know and um, how I'm able to apply that. And so that's always been something I'm like really proud of. One of the other things is about emotions. <laughs> so INTJs have a hard time with emotions. Um, and I'll I'll say this with a grain of salt. Um, so this is a quote. In many ways, these qualities of coolness and detachment aren't weapons of truth that they appear to be, but instead are shields designed to protect the inner emotions that the architects feel. So... I would probably say that up until probably six months ago when I started going to therapy, this was very much me Mm -hmm. and it probably still is in part, but it's something that I'm working to break down because I know it's not healthy and this is definitely a coping mechanism that I've had for most of my life Mm -hmm. Um, because I've had a lot of childhood trauma and I've had a lot of trauma as an adult and I'm a woman living in a patriarchal society and I'm a woman of color Mm -hmm. (laughs) living in in a white supremacist society. So... I feel like we have to, we, we learn to navigate the world in a certain way. And I think this is something that maybe my personality type has done to protect myself, but that's something I'm working on because I know it's not necessarily healthy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a trauma response. It's worked for you. It served you a purpose at some point in your life. I've always been, I mean, like I, I have my my best friends and my boyfriend always say, you know, you're really passionate, but also like as soon as it comes down to like actually feeling something like yourself, uh, you know, not watching a movie and feeling something or like a TV show, like you shut down. And I'm like, yeah, Mm. I'm trying not to do that anymore. I'm trying to be healthier with my emotions. So some of the strengths that um, INTJs have are quick, imaginative, strategic minds, high self-confidence, which I feel like was true until I started until I started therapy, because now I'm questioning like everything I'm feeling and thinking all the time. Because <laughs> yay, <laughs> rewiring my brain—that's mm-hmm. fun. Um, independent and decisive, absolutely. Like once I decide something, like that's it. I'm going with it, and I'm committed, and I don't—I don't really go back and forth between things. Um, that's my decision. I'm jealous. <laughs> independent, absolutely. And I usually am pretty good about like whatever my intuition is. Like that's what I go with. Like I'm like. I'll think about it for a little bit just to make sure I'm not being too emotional about it. (laughs) Here we go again. Um, And then I just make a decision and that's what my decision is going to be like um, hardworking and determined. Absolutely. Open-minded. Yes. Jack of all trades. This is something that I talk about with my therapist a lot is that I have to be good at everything. And it's both, a, I would say a strength and a weakness because Mm -hmm. if I'm not good at something, I get really upset and frustrated and I don't want to do it. So, (laughs) and it doesn't matter if I need to do it or not. I just don't want to. So yeah. Some of the weaknesses are arrogant. Absolutely. Judgmental. Oh yeah. Overly analytical. Sometimes loathe highly structured environments. (laughs) That is why I work in sales. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Clueless in romance. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Billy can attest to that for sure. I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) Okay. So some of the famous people that I Googled that are INTJ personalities are Eisenhower, which Thomas Jefferson, also like no one on this list that I found was great except for Jane Austen, which I find really strange that she was an INTJ personality. Like that doesn't 
like match up with how I see her writing. So I don't know. (laughs) And now I'm looking up like who else is an INTJ. I'm like, there's got to be better people. Uh, Vladimir Putin. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's not great. Um, apparently, INTJs are usually associated with, like, if you're writing, like, a, you know, some type of narrative, like, they're associated with, like, the villain characters. They're very, like, strategic and plotting and, yeah. <laughs> so, apparently, Gandalf is an me. INTJ. Oh, I can see that. Okay. There you go. You got Gandalf. Right. That's all you need. Sweet. I didn't scroll down far enough for that one, apparently. <laughs> it was all these other, like, world leaders that are awful. Oh, no. All right, your turn. My turn. (laughs) So I am an INFJ, and my little blurb from 16 Personalities is, um, well, they call that the advocate, which I find um, fitting. Um, Mm -hmm. So the Mm -hmm. the little blurb says, the INFJ personality type is very rare, making up less than 1% of the population, but they nonetheless leave their mark on the world. As diplomats, they have an inborn sense of idealism and morality, but what sets them apart is the accompanying judging trait. INFJs are not idle dreamers, but people capable of taking concrete steps to realize their goals and make a lasting positive impact. That is you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think I think mine really. So like like I said like these this test doesn't have a lot of high reliability or validity but like yeah. sometimes I feel like it really does hit the nose I like like hit the nail right on the head yeah and in this case I feel like they uh, read me <laughs> for filth so <laughs> and some of the other things that I found like stood out to me about uh, INFJs is that we are soft spoken but have very strong opinions and will fight tirelessly for an idea they believe in. Um, And if you follow me on Twitter, (laughs) which at this point, like you should be, you're listening to our podcast. What the hell is wrong with you? Um, (laughs) You know that I have um, a thing about wanting to fight everyone (laughs) and everything. Um, I'm an Aries. It is Aries season right now. So it's just heightened. But I don't know so much about soft spoken. I don't think that's true. I feel like I feel like you're pretty... (laughs) You're not afraid to loud. to voice your opinion. <laughs> I don't know if you're loud either. You're like a good balance of like soft spoken and loud. Um, another one was <laughs> act with creativity, imagination, conviction, and sensitivity. Not to create advantage, but to create balance. I really liked that one, especially yeah. in the context of like what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. You know, people think of like therapy as you go and you sit on a couch and you tell all your things and Freud tells you it's either because you don't have a penis or you want to fuck your mom. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to ask my therapist next time if what she thinks my problem is. (laughs) If you were to say from a Freudian perspective, what the fuck is my problem? (laughs) Uh, um, (laughs) But like, it doesn't have to be that uh, all the time, especially when you're working with kids. Cause if you're doing that, like you're not keeping kids in that office. So I try my best to like make therapy fun for them. Like I made an escape room for my social skills group. Um, and I made like a human board game for them 
And it's not like to create this like, ooh, I'm so much smarter than you guys. Look at the things I can do. But like a way to be like, here, you can turn uh, trying to cope with your emotions into something fun and easy and understandable. Yeah. Another was can be tripped up in areas where their idealism and determination are more of a liability than an asset. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I get a little too in my head sometimes. (laughs) um and get really stubborn about it um and then this one i was really i came out to have a good time and was honestly so attacked um infjs just need to remember that while they're busy taking care of the world they need to take care (laughs) of themselves too ow (laughs) i got called out i'm not good at (laughs) self-care I tell people all day. I think all of us could yeah, use that, to yeah. be honest. I tell people for yeah. a living to take care of themselves, <laughs> and I can't take care of myself. Oh, Jesus. So some of the strengths of INFJs is that we are creative, insightful, inspiring, and convincing, decisive, determined, and passionate, and altruistic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think that some of that fits? Decisive? Not yep. so much. Yep. <laughs> I can't make a decision to save my life. Yeah, you know, I don't know where I'm going to eat. It's not always a good thing, because sometimes you make the wrong decision. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. Um, and then some of the weaknesses is sensitive, which, yes, I am a sensitive small bean. As much as I want to fight everybody, I am sensitive, so don't hurt my feelings. Extremely private, that's so not true. <laughs> I meet somebody, and I'm like, hey, you want to know my trauma? Um, so... uh so that that's not true um perfectionistic which yes i am in the same boat as you jess like if i'm not good at something i don't want to do it it's stupid always need to have a cause is 100 percent me um and then can burn out easily and that's because i don't take care of myself (laughs) sorry i was taking another sip of my beer (laughs) so i lucked out way more than you did in terms of people who are famous that share my type. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some of the famous INFJs out there are uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, wow. uh, <laughs> Nelson Mandela. Oh, of course. Uh, and my favorite one to read was Carrie Fisher. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, Made me cry a little, I'll be 100% honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm very jealous right now. Yeah. <laughs> Much better than uh, Vladimir Putin, let me tell you. Thomas <laughs> Jefferson. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Okay, so enough about us. Well, actually, there's still more about us. Um, but also us in Star Wars. So... Yeah. <laughs> this is where it gets fun for Jess. Um, so... If Star Wars characters were to take the MBTI, who do you think would share your type? Palpatine, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so there's actually like a graphic that I Googled, like Star Wars, um, Myers-Briggs, and Palpatine was totally listed as INTJ, as I expected. So Oops. there we go. The mastermind, he's plotting and, and planning and brilliant which is odd because I do really admire Palpatine for how brilliant he is. But he's not a great dude, obviously. <laughs> like I should not no one should strive to be him. But I do I do uh, admire his some of his qualities. So I guess that says a lot right there. <laughs> there you go. What about you? 
I actually look, I think I, we looked at that same thing and um, I don't, neither of the people that I put down were the same as on the Star Wars MBT, I think. Um, but I think Padme kind of fits INFJ. Oh, yeah. um, I think on the little sheet, like somebody else said ENFJ, um, which is relatively the same thing, except that it means that she's more extroverted. Um, yeah, but I don't, I don't think that's the case with Padme. No spoilers, but especially after reading Queen Shadow, I feel that way. Ooh, um, interesting. But like, I feel like people tend to think people who do a lot of public speaking um, yeah. or who are involved in things where they have to talk a lot, like politicians, for example, are extroverted. Yeah. And I don't agree with that. Yeah. Or sales. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's weird that I'm an introvert in sales for sure. Right. But yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that, I mean, that is associated with extrovert qualities a yeah. lot of time, but you can totally be an introvert and do public speaking and be comfortable with it right. too. Right. Like I was um, a speech kid and I talked to people all day and I still am super introverted. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think part of my reasoning for Padme is INFJ and that she's more introverted. She also like really only has a very close set of friends. Um, and like, she's not best buds with everybody and she's very hesitant to let people in her circle. And so everything is very tight knit for her. So I think Padme follows under INFJ and, um, my other one was Luke Though usually I see people um, calling him an INFP, um, which is in the same category of mine as in we're both diplomats. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah. But like INFPs are idealists, idealists, I can speak (laughs) words, Um, that are always looking for the hint of good, even in the worst people and events, which Luke definitely does that and searching for ways to make things better. But I don't know. There's just something. Maybe it's just a little like projection where I'm like, <laughs> I just want Luke to be like me, um, or I want to be just like Luke. Um, I definitely could see that in a younger Luke, like a yeah. more activist style. But as older Luke, I I feel like I don't know, um, like Last Jedi Luke. There's I don't know. Like you said, these are just for fun and they're not super reliable. So obviously like people can change throughout their life. But that's the thing um, too, is like research shows that your personality generally stays the same throughout your entire life. Yeah. Which is um, wild. Cause like you could make the case of like, no, I'm pretty different than who I was at like 15. But, but are you <laughs> <laughs> deep down? Yeah. Are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, those are know. those are the ones that I think could definitely fit me. What was the one that um was on the graphic? Uh for Luke? No, for for your personality type. Oh, for um INFP. Obi-Wan. Really? Mhm. Hmm. INFJ, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I guess I could see that a little bit. Here, let's see. This was this is the um the official description of INFJ from myersbreaks.org. Uh, seek meaning and connection and ideas, relationships, and material possessions. Want to understand what motivates people and are, and are insightful about others. Conscientious and committed to their firm values. 
develop a clear vision about how to best serve the common good, organized and decisive in implementing their vision. I feel like half of that is Obi-Wan. Yeah, I agree. Not all of it, though. I agree. I feel like a lot of, I feel like Luke is a lot of that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, I'm just going to agree and say, yeah, Luke's like me. (laughs) I mean, Padme too, but I really do feel like that that does describe Luke way more than it describes Obi-Wan. Yeah. Yeah, but that's always the one I see Obi-Wan attached to is INFJ, and I don't think so. And I also see Yoda attached to it, and I just want to say to those people, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, Yoda. Yeah. (laughs) So let's uh, give some personality types to some of our other favorite characters. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to need your help with this because I don't know them. For sure. Off the top of my head. Yeah. All right, let's 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 talk about Leia. So I can't decide if Leia is an introvert or an extrovert. I think she's an introvert. I think so, too. And I put in our notes, like, two... Uh, I put ENFJ and ENTJ, um, which would mean that she's more extroverted. I think the big reason that I... Like, ENFJs are natural-born leaders. They're full of passion and charisma. Um, they're oftentimes our politicians, coaches, teachers, but I feel like that's just the stereotypical reading of Leia. Yeah. That's like, yeah, I think she's more introverted too. I feel like when you get down to it, Leia values like, like those personal relationships. It's kind of like Padme in that sense where she has like a tight knit circle. And I mean, she's generous with like her time, you know, for others, because she is a politician and she does care about bringing the galaxy and back together and fixing it right. from what Palpatine did. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, but um, I I don't I don't see that as a something that makes her extroverted. I think. Yeah, I think on this they yeah they gave her ENTJ, mm-hmm. um, which. That is the commander. Natural born leaders, charisma, confidence, project authority in a way that draws crowds together behind a common goal. Okay. I think that fits Leia a little more. Yeah. But I also think she's more introverted. Yeah, I agree. What about Rose? I 100% think she is ISFJ, which is the defender. Oh, yeah. (laughs) See, um, this is what the website says. They have excellent analytical abilities. Though they're introverted, they have well-developed people skills and robust social relationships. It's a little iffy since she doesn't do talking with resistance heroes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They're often receptive to change and new ideas, but they are basically the kind of people that will put others um, first. They're very much so altruists. Um, Yeah, that's totally right. So they meet kindness with kindness in excess. And I really think that's Rose. Oh, yeah, for sure. What about Ahsoka? Ahsoka, I put down as ENFP, which, oh, um, the the campaigner, <laughs> which doesn't sound, um. when you say that, it's like, mm, that's not Ahsoka. Um, <laughs> but they are, this is what the website says about them. They're true free spirits. They're often the life of the party, but unlike explorers, they are less interested in the sheer excitement and pleasure of the moment than they are enjoying the so than they are in enjoying the social and emotional connections they make with others. Charming, independent, oh, yeah. energetic, and compassionate. Absolutely, Agreed. Ahsoka. Agreed. 
<laughs> I super agree. They're curious, observant, excellent communicators, very popular and friendly. Um, they overthink things and oh, independent, yeah. <laughs> independent to a fault is what I was the yeah. one that sold me on Ahsoka. Yeah, absolutely. Why'd you put so many question marks? Because I, I don't like to make decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I worry about being decisive. <laughs> oh man. Okay. What about Cassian? ISTJ, and I was like, "Yep, this is this is Cassian." So, the ISTJ, if I can, is the logic. Logistician? They're the logic guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have defining characteristics of integrity, practical logic, and tireless dedication to duty. Um, which mm. that sounds very much so like Cassian. They take pride in the work they do. Uh, they hold back none of their time and energy completing uh tasks with accuracy and patience. So yeah. I definitely think that sounds a lot like Cassian. Very responsible. I don't I don't know if he necessarily takes pride oh, yeah. in what he does when he has to kill his no. informants. But... I, think he ta- I think he takes pride <laughs> in being part of the Alliance as a whole. Oh, yeah. The absolutely. things that he has to do to be part of the Alliance, definitely not. Stubborn, that's, that's Cassian. One. Oh, yeah. Often unreasonably blame themselves. Mm. I think that's Cassian. Yeah. Oof, we're gonna have to talk about that another another time <laughs> when the show comes yeah, out. Oh, I keep forgetting that the show comes out, and then somebody says it, and I get excited all over again. <laughs> That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, what about Han? I want to know. <laughs> um, I'm so curious. <laughs> so on the little like chart thing, it put him as ESTP, and I honestly struggled with Han because I'm like he's so many things. I yeah. feel like Han is a hard one to kind of put in a box. Um, yeah. But. What's ESTP? ESTP is the entrepreneur. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the best way to spot them at a party is to look for the whirling eddy of people flitting about them. That's a lot of interesting words. As they mm-hmm. move from group to group, laughing and entertaining with a blunt and earthy humor. ESTP personalities love to be the center of attention. But I don't feel like that's Han. I feel like on the surface that's yes. Han, but I feel like who he actually is deep down and how he's the good guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> to quote Solo, and how he is super loyal to his friends and like people he cares about. I feel like that there's like many layers to him. Agreed. So maybe this is like the surface layer of him. Agreed. I think that's that's the problem I had with like this chart that I think both of us ended up looking at is it's all very surface layer of like yeah. this is a very um I watched Star Wars for the first time kind of judging of these characters um yeah like some of the things like the strengths and weaknesses of ESTPs like I can agree with with Han like bold um yeah <laughs> direct oh yeah original yep. um impatient risk prone <laughs> defiant <laughs> like unstructured that's han yeah rational sure. and practical not han <laughs> nope. and nope. i'm off i'm wondering too if like he's also like leia and padme and luke and that he's more introverted because he only has like three friends 
three. He has three friends. Four friends, yeah. if you count Lando. That's sometimes. When they're not fighting. Right. When they're not having a lover's quarrel. Right. <laughs> but Han, I had a, I don't, I don't know. I just had a hard time picking one for him. I feel like him and Leia both have layers because they mm-hmm. have their public, their surface self, yeah. and then they have like their deeper self that they only reveal to um, people that they want to be close to. And that's a very introverted trait, I feel. Yeah, I agree. I was going to say, because looking at like Cassian and Ahsoka and Rose and like what we know of them, I don't feel like they're like that. I feel like they're kind of like what you see is what you get. But I feel like Leia and Han have like more to them than what you see. Yeah. I agree. Maybe that's why we're having such a hard time putting them in boxes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just... Well, also, like, I feel like Ahsoka, I mean, her character, I mean, I guess all of Star Wars is created for children, but her character was specifically created for, like, an animated television series. Mm-hmm. And so, like, she's very, I mean, she changes a lot throughout her character arc, but her core personality characteristics don't really change that much. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like how that those characteristics are put into situations that make it difficult for her to be in the Jedi order yeah. essentially during that time. And the Rose, we have one movie. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> her in it. Cassian, we have one movie. So maybe when the Cassian show comes out, like we'll have more to add to this. Mm-hmm. And maybe if Rose gets a show, we'll have more to add to this. Um or if we just get more Rose content. Cuz I feel like we have what like we have 6 or we're gonna have six movies with Leia with and tons of like extra content with comics and and novels and same thing with Han. Mm-hmm. So we'll have five five films with Han. I'm looking at a different yeah. um graphic that puts Han as an ISTP. Um, okay. They love to which is the uh that's another word I don't feel like learning how to pronounce. Um, they, <laughs> they love to explore with their hands and their eyes, touching and examining the world around them with cool rationalism mm. and spirited curiosity. I feel like you can always tell. I feel like I can tell better from the strengths and the weaknesses. Yeah, I think so too. Mm. Cause my description for mine was like, mm, I don't mm-hmm. know, about this. <laughs> but the strengths and weaknesses for sure. Um, Let's talk about some villains yeah. because because we already talked about one. <laughs> <laughs> Our good old friend. Good old palpy. Our good old friend Sheev. Short for Sheevan. Sheevan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sheevan. Um, what do you think about Vader? So I put two down for Vader of ESTJ, which is um, the executive, and then ENTJ, which is the commander. And I think I have... Okay. I think it's more of the commander. Okay. Like, so they're natural born leaders, which is sort of. Yeah. Um, charisma, confidence, project authority. Um, mm-hmm. But like, he's not rational. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. He is pure emotion. Yeah. He's strong willed. That's for sure. Um, and stubborn yeah. and dominant, intolerant. Impatient, oh, yeah. arrogant, <laughs> poor handling of emotions. Look at that. Oh yeah. Cold and ruthless. Oh yeah. So I think I think that can fit him pretty well. Yeah. Which one was that? I ENTJ. E- or, yeah. There we go. What was the other one? Oh, ESTJ was the other one I gave him. Um, they're representatives of tradition and order, uh, utilizing their understanding of what is right, wrong, and socially acceptable to bring families and communities together. 
feel like a little bit of that is yeah. him. Not so much the first part, maybe the second part, because it's definitely his set of standards. Yes. Not necessarily what has been given to him as a set of standards. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I guess that kind of falls into the, like the my way or the highway kind of part idea of the ENTJ. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. What about Kylo Ren? I gave him ESTJ. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Yeah. He's very emotional. And I don't know. <laughs> right. Well, okay. So I still feel like we don't really know a lot about him. Yeah. Other than he, you know what I mean? Like, right. oddly enough, even with two films. I don't know. Like, some of these I feel like can apply to him. Like, dedicated. I think he is yeah. dedicated to being an asshole. <laughs> to whatever cause his cause right. is, which I'm still not really right. sure what it, knows what it is. <laughs> um, strong-willed, yeah. direct and honest. Oh yeah. Enjoy creating order. I don't know about mm, that one. I don't know about that one either. But like some of the weaknesses, like inflexible and stubborn. Um, okay. Judgmental, too focused on social status. I think fits with his obsession with his father was Vader, or his yeah. grandfather was Vader. And just, like, being ashamed of Han being his father. Yeah. Uh, difficult to relax. <laughs> and then yeah, di- difficulty <laughs> expressing emotion, which, yeah. I don't know. I think- See, that that those, that list fits him way better than, like, the description, I yeah, think, I agree. like you said. Yeah, the Myers-Briggs description doesn't help. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, practical, realistic, matter-of-fact. Mm. Nope. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> nope. Would you call him shooting a, a ghost Luke Skywalker apparition with all the firepower <laughs> that the First Order has on crate more and more and more? Any of those things? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I think? Oh, man. I'm, hmm, I feel like on some of these, I'm struggling because... I think a nice thing about the MBTI is it does look at people from like a strengths-based perspective. Um, Yeah. And so when you're trying to look for some of more of those like weaknesses, which like, let's face it, like all of us have weaknesses and whatnot. It's, it's harder to gauge because it's so focused on being person-centered strength-based, which is wonderful. Yeah. For the real world. Right. Right. (laughs) But for Star Wars, um, where people are like literally evil and have dark force powers, like it's a little harder. Yeah. Like think of the strengths from mine with Palpatine, quick, imaginative, strategic mind. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. High self-confidence for sure. Mm-hmm. Independent and decisive, hardworking and determined, open-minded, mm-hmm. not so much. <laughs> Jack of all trades. Yeah. Uh, arrogant, judgmental, overly analytical, loathe highly structured environments unless he's the one who's making the structure. Mm-hmm. And clueless in romance, I don't even want to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, I do not want to think about that. Wanna know Sheaves, before or after. Big hate. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, uh speaking of nothing i have no segue uh again for the second time <laughs> we're really <laughs> good at this podcasting thing <laughs> we really are um how about phasma um phasma i had a really hard time with too because we only know so much about her 
but I thought she could also fit under ISTJ with Cassian, but that they just, Mm -hmm. it manifests differently for both of them. Cassian, it manifests in doing things for the greater good, which, you know, are actually the good guys. And Phasma has like the warp sense of what is good for the greater good and is on the evil side. But I I definitely think it's like that kind of practical logic, Tyler's dedication to duty, um, uphold traditions from organizations rules and standards um, yeah <laughs> yeah and then this one i think yeah, take no. pride in the work they do is super fast oh, yeah she's like hell yeah. yeah i just did that thing i just brainwashed all these yeah. children mm-hmm. super proud of <laughs> and turned them into soldiers oh, God. <laughs> yeah <laughs> this gets a little tricky when you're talking about villains because it's yeah. like like you said, it's supposed to be like a positive personality trait with strengths. And it's hard to do that when you're talking about these people that are just innately evil. Right. <laughs> right. Well, it's all in fun. Absolutely. And this is yeah. fun. I like. Yeah. I thought, it, you know, like looking at personality stuff, whether it's like something like the MBTI or like the big five um, or like taking a quiz that's like build your perfect brunch and we'll tell you what Disney character you are like on BuzzFeed. It's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> we like to read about ourselves tell what, yeah tell me what marvel character yeah. i am or tell me what you know yeah. whatever love it <laughs> tell me what star wars character i should go on a date with and please let I it be ray i worry <laughs> <laughs> with my personality test i worry it's not gonna be what i want <laughs> there you go you can go on a date with palpatine and you can both be clueless to romance oh, <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> Thank uh, you welcome. for that visual. You're so welcome. <laughs> oh my gosh. So let us know what you think. Um, of who you are, we wrong in our personality types? I don't think there's a right yeah. or a wrong answer in this personality. Um, when it's not you, is is pretty subjective. But let us know what you think some of your favorite characters' personality types are or what your personality type is or if you learned something new today because we strive to also be an educational podcast. (laughs) No, we don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, we only talked about a few characters, so if there's other characters that you want to talk about, for sure. Put it in the comments. Super. (laughs) Hit subscribe. Hit that like button. Sorry. (laughs) Don't forget to push the bell notification. (laughs) But speaking of validation, uh, things that give us validation, like likes and comments, uh, we have some. We have a couple of reviews, a couple of uh, five star reviews, which is wonderful. So, like I said, I'm a woman of my word, except when I'm not, and I will read these reviews for y'all. Um, <laughs> so at cat twenty six says, love Jess, love Abby, love their chemistry, love them bringing more women led, diversity supporting voices to the Star Wars community. Thanks, at cat. Yeah. Uh, NVI says from loving ro- loving on Rogue One to discussing the deeper issues, people, and themes represented or not in Star Wars, the show has it all. The hosts are fantastic and have obvious chemistry. The discussion is engaging, and the power and potential they're wielding in the show is immeasurable. I can't wait for more episodes. And Luke love. Yeah. I'm full of Luke love. <laughs> immeasurable. <Yeah. huh? laughs> mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, MB6014 says I truly appreciate Jess and Abby's unabashed love for Star Wars especially when it seems a vocal part of fandom is toxic 
This is a podcast for those fans who feel that Star Wars is for all fans and unapologetically seeks to preserve that love for every fan. P.S. I really dug the Luke episode. It really gets the emotional aspect of Luke and how his character is accurately represented in TLJ. Thanks. I second oh, that. <laughs> there's been a really cool... There, there's been a lot of really cool support for that episode, and I really appreciate y'all for it. It made my cold, dead heart grow three sizes. So It is well-deserved. Oh. It is an excellent episode. Thanks. I... I desperately wanted to include it in this podcast somehow and i'm glad we were yeah to you. <laughs> yeah it worked out perfectly um and then mm-hmm. last one mj brown 7290 said abby and jess are two of the most engaging challenging and entertaining voices in star wars fandom today only three episodes in and lbt has already become an excellent addition to any star wars fans podcast roster keep up the good work thanks we shall we will <laughs> we will yeah, try we, we'll do our best so next uh, week our episode will come out the wednesday before celebration the day before celebration isn't that wild to think about so crazy i, I haven't seen you in a, like a week I know. <laughs> um so that'll be great for like those of y'all who are traveling like you know just download a little podcast of lousy beautiful town and listen to it but next week we're going to be talking all about celebration things that we're looking forward to um that maybe we're nervous about um i guess we'll try some speculation even though neither of us are particularly good at it um (laughs) and most importantly i think we're going to be talking about convention survival tips so we tweeted out the other day asking for some survival tips and y'all have given us quite a few and they will be included um but i'm just putting this out there to give other people the chance to also tell us their convention survival tips because maybe they're weird and also work really well and you're the only one who knows that i don't know uh (laughs) (laughs) so if you've got any con survival tips you can send them to us on twitter at lbt pod or you can email them to us at lousy beautiful town pod at gmail.com jess where can they find you uh you can find me on twitter and other places uh, at Space Chess with four S's in the chess. <laughs> I don't know why I was so quick. <laughs> and We're other places. Other places. <laughs> in case the NSA um, agent uh, is listening. Palpatine. <laughs> the Palpatine in me is coming out. Um, where can people find uh, you? You can find me on Twitter at Abby M. Cecilia. Uh, and with that, we hope to hear from you guys for next week for con survival tips. So see you around, kids. <laughs> Thank you.